Dominion is the reason for man on earth. Catch insights from Pastor William Beckson on today's Rulers World broadcast and be activated to rule and subdue the earth. Thank you. Expressions, thank you so much. Oh, eternal Father, we give you thanks this morning. We give you thanks this morning. We give you thanks this morning. I want us to do something just before we sit down. Uh, the two scriptures we used for pneumaticus uh, Friday. Um, so let's let's look at um, is it Jeremiah thirty? Jeremiah thirty from verse I think nineteen is where we're going, but maybe we can start from verse fifteen, sixteen thereabout. Just before we sit down, uh, let's go to eighteen. Eighteen. All right. I, I want us to do this. We're reading a um, few verses here, and then we'll read Habakkuk chapter 3. Um, I think we'll start from verse 17. So let's get that ready. Uh, we're reading this. Maybe we can all read together, um, just because of the, the posturing I want us to be in to receive them. So let's, let's, let's read together. Let's go. Thus saith the Lord Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tent and have mercy on his dwelling places. And the city shall be builded upon her own heap and the palace shall remain after the manner thereof. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Hallelujah. I think the word is not working. It's not working. Let's, let's read it again. Because this, no, let's, let's just do verse 19. This is good news, isn't it? And um, the way you are receiving this good news is a bit suspicious. Uh, it seems you don't believe the one who is saying this to you. Uh, let's do it again. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. <laughs> so I think um, there, is, there is a very clear assignment. We have what to do and God says I'm also uh, going to take care of my business. And the business of God is, I will multiply them. You know, when God wills, nothing can stop it. God says, I will multiply them. That one is God's side of the bargain. And I will also glorify them. So there is a them that must be multiplied, a them that must be glorified. That's the God side of the equation. I will multiply them. You, one time God told Abraham, I swear in multiplying, I'll multiply. Let's see who will stop this. I swear. And the Bible says God is greater than all. He doesn't have to swear. His word is good enough. But he said, Abraham, I swear in multiplying, I'll multiply. But, but for, for his commitment to be activated, he says, and out of them, the same them that will be multiplied and the them that will be glorified, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. So God is inspecting thanksgiving from you and the voice of them that make merry. This is what God is looking for. When he sees it, he says, I will multiply and I will glorify. There is something about thanksgiving. 
There is something about the voice of them that make merry. Now, these people are not thanking God and making merry because somebody has dashed them on you. It's not as if an alert has hit their account. If you read the preceding verses, they are coming from some very difficult um, context. But you see, this is faith. It's faith. And when, when you operate by faith, you become irresistible for God. Like when you operate by faith. One man of God said there is something about believing God that will make God go past the moon, go past the sun, skip a million people just to reach you. There is something about believing God. There is something about believing God. So we are not saying out of us is proceeding thanksgiving because everything around us is doing so well, because everything is prosperous and everything is increasing. I mean, we, 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 we are so fortunate. Everything is working perfectly. And that is why we are thanking God. That's not what we're doing. We are thanking God because thanksgiving is God's will for us. So I'm not, I'm not referencing anything in my thanksgiving. I'm thanking you because you are worthy of my thanks. I'm thanking you because I even have the voice to marry with. I say that if you have a mouth, it doesn't matter what part of you is bound, you can be free. That's the mistake the jailer made. They put the feet of Paul in stocks, put them in inner prison, bound their legs, bound their, they forgot to bind their mouth. And as long as they had a mouth, the Bible said at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. The part that was not bound was where the victory was. The victory is in your mouth. People of God, the victory is in your mouth. The victory is in your mouth. And the mouth, the mouth is the edge of a weapon. So as powerful as you are, there is nothing more powerful about you than your mouth. Oh yes. Nothing more powerful about you than your mouth. If everything is against you and your mouth is for you, you will win. Just make sure your mouth is for you. Don't recruit your mouth against you. Use your mouth for you. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. I don't know what you heard before you came into this service. I don't know what you experienced before you came into this service. But that's not a factor. And we are in no way discounting the seriousness of what you're dealing with. But we are saying that we can't come out of that thing looking like that thing. We can't come out of that pain looking like that pain. When our mouth begins to make new sounds, very different from the status quo, our lives will be heading the direction of our mouths. So out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. So this thing can be mechanical to begin with. Thank you, Jesus. Meanwhile, I feel like crying. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm mad with myself, mad with life, mad with God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see, as you do that, it, it, it's like, uh, how many of you have seen how they turn on Nikanika? Most of you are modern people, so you don't even know the place of Nikanika in the life of, wow, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is something you do deliberately, not because there is money in your pocket. This is more powerful than money. Because Peter and John said, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have. That means I may not have money, but I have something. I may not have money, but I have thanksgiving. And as long as I'm willing to use what I have, I will come out of what I don't have. We don't make progress when we get what we are looking for. We make progress when we use what we have. What we have is thanksgiving. What we have is a voice. 
and we are refusing to using our voice against our lives. Hallelujah. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I, God, I will multiply them. And I, God, I will also glorify them. And when I multiply them, they will not be few. And when I glorify them, they will not be small. That means God says, I'm going to do something to you. You can't think small again. I'm going to force my greatness into you until you will not be few. Hallelujah. Let's look at Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17 before we sit down. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17. The prophet is, 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 is high in spirit. He's so high in spirit that he's refusing to be regulated by what his optical eyes tell him. Although, although means you are going against the grain. Although means you are swimming against the tide. You are going against the current. Although the fig tree shall not blossom. That means if it doesn't blossom, there is a logical way of behaving. But he says, although, that means I have made up my mind to defy my situation. That's what the prophet is saying. Neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail. And the field shall yield no food. The flock shall be cut off. That means untimely death. Miscarriages from the fold. And there shall be no head in the stalls. Empty stall. No head is in it. This is what you are seeing. All your businesses have shut down. This is it because it was an agrarian society. So all these things he's saying is life for them. It's like no money in the account, no food in the fridge, no food in the storehouse. Nothing is working. In fact, you've been sacked from your work. No income. These were the channels of income for these people. Look at verse 18. Yet. That means by what I read to you, I was supposed to head a certain direction. By what I read to you, my, my, my face was supposed to be contorted and distorted. I was supposed to be morose and depressed. Yet. I will. I will means I'm making a deliberate choice. It's an act of my will. My emotion may not be with me on this one, but I will. Do you see it? Because in your soul, you have your mind, your will, and your emotions. The prophet is saying, I'm going to engage my will, even if my emotions is not with me on this journey. I will rejoice. And many of us forget that we have that power. It is not by force that you should be depressed. Even if nothing is working. It's not compulsory. No. You have a will. It's a power. Your will is a you can You can will to go against your experiences. You, you can will to be happy. Even if nothing is working. That's the power you have. I will. I, I will rejoice in the Lord. Not in my vine. Not in my stall. Not in my... my you know, because none of those things are working. The only thing working around me is the Lord. So I choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice. Is this something you are saying this morning? I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The prophet is saying my salvation is not coming from my vine. My salvation is not in my stall. My salvation is not from my field. My God is the source of my salvation. And so as long as God has not shut down, even if my fields shut down and my vine shut down and my stalls are empty, as long as God has not shut down, I can still rejoice. You see, when you become this kind of a human being, you become a problem for Satan. Ah, I've squeezed this, but he's not crying. 
I've sat down this, but he's still happy. What? You know what? Don't waste your resources. Let's go and look for other people. You must make Satan mad in dealing with you. You, you must just throw him into confusion. What else should I do? And by the way, his weapons are limited. Limited. He can't go beyond what the word of God has revealed. So these are conscious, deliberate, intentional choices we make to be, to be joyful, to rejoice. And God has supplied us the joy. According to Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the spirit, the first one, love, diversifying as joy. So it's there. It's not dependent on your bank balance. The joy is there. You now have to pick it up and do something with it. And what you do with joy is what we call rejoicing. When you do something with joy, you are rejoicing. So that joy can make you shout, can make you run, can make you lie, can make you sit, can make you jump, then you are rejoicing. And thank God, E-Levy doesn't affect joy. We are so grateful to God. <laughs> we are so grateful to God. You are not charged when you rejoice. And yet when you rejoice, it turns everything around. So you must become a bank of joy. You must fight to keep your joy. Don't let anything puncture your joy tank so you leak joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. No joy, no strength. Plenty joy, plenty strength. Full joy, full strength. Half joy, half strength. So important to Jesus. He says, pray in my name. The Father will do it so that your joy will be full. He wants you to be joyful all the time. He wants you to be joyful all the time. But he knows that there are many issues that won't make you happy. But that's not what we're dealing with. We're dealing with joy. Can you be joyful this morning? We're rejoicing because of the word. Nothing has shifted yet. Nothing has changed yet. Nobody has called us yet. The mail hasn't come yet. The text hasn't come yet. No phone call yet. But the word of God has come to me. The word has come. 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 Hallelujah. And if you know, if you know anything about God, you know he's a king. And they don't joke with words. So when you hear from God, you, he's done with you. You are sorted. May take time for it to manifest, but that's just in this physical space. When God speaks, that's it. Too. So once has he spoken, we hear it twice. He doesn't speak twice. There's no need to speak twice. God has spoken once. We can hear it several times. He doesn't have to speak again. Did he tell you he's making you a ruler? Forget about it. As far as he's concerned, it's done. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail. Are you part of the church of Jesus? Forget about it. Gate of hell shall not prevail. Shall not prevail. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like rejoicing. 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 Hallelujah! I feel like rejoicing. Glory to God. I feel like rejoicing. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we give you thanks this morning. Instruct us, teach us, help us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Shall we be seated? God bless you. I've missed you so, so much. Ah.
I bring you special greetings from Uganda, the pearl of Africa. Hallelujah. A text I want to read, um, Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10. Um, this talks about Jesus sending the 72 by 2. Um, verse 3, he says, go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither pears, nor scrape, nor shoes, and salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house ye enter first, say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. That should tell you what you have. You have peace. You have the shalom of God. And he says, any house, any city, you leave that peace. If the Son of Peace is there, if somebody receives you, your peace will remain and abide. Ah, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. All right. So, and in the same house, remain eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his high. Go not from house to house. And into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things that are set before you. And heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Now, the kingdom of God has come near to you because they, these two people, all the 70, have come nigh. Um, helping us understand that we are the embodiment of the kingdom of God. So wherever we are, the kingdom is. And this is such a powerful thought. Um, wherever we are, the kingdom is. He says, but into what sort of a city ye enter and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of the same and say, even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth unto us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. So still we are seeing that when they rejected the people Jesus had sent, they rejected the kingdom of God. God wants us to understand that what he wants is us becoming embodiment of the kingdom of God. Wherever you are, the rule of God is. Wherever you are, the reign of God is. Wherever you are, the government of God is. Don't just see yourself as an individual. See yourself representing the government of God. The interest of another kingdom. The kingdom of God. He says, but I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Woe unto Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which have been done in you, they had a great while ago repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which are exalted to the heaven, shall be thrust down to hell. He that heareth you, heareth me. And he that despiseth you, despiseth me. And he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. I want you to see how the reaction of a city to a people, the behavior of cities to individuals Jesus had sent, literally determined the outcome of those cities. Uh, to still emphasize that it is people who make places. It's not places who make people. And so if you don't take your personal development seriously, it won't matter where you go. We can go and house you in the White House. It won't change your destiny. 
It's not places that make people. It's people who make places. So your focus should be on developing yourself and then you will have sway over the places. Jesus is saying, cities are going to be thrown down to hell because they rejected the message of the kingdom these people brought to it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Places will be shut down because people were rejected. I know you have read Judges chapter 6 before where uh, the entire Israelites were impoverished because of the uh, Midianites. And God sent them a prophet first and sent them Gideon. You are going through a challenge and you think God will just send money. But God sends a person. God sends people. Because people are carriers of solutions from God. And that's why the way you receive people, the way you interact with people, the way you deal with people is determining the outcome of your life. The Bible says many people have unknowingly received angels. So you won't know who is sitting by you. You won't know who you are dealing with. Many people are doors into what you are praying for. But because they are not dressed like that, you are looking down on them. They may not have what you are looking for, but they may know somebody who has what you're looking for. And that person, they know, trust them and trust their word. It was a servant in the house of Naaman who took away his leprosy. The servant herself couldn't remove the leprosy, but knew an Elisha who called. So you look down on this servant, your leprosy will remain. You receive her properly, your leprosy will depart. It's all people. It's all people. And many times they come in all kinds of shades, sizes, forms, characters, attitudes. And you have to be discerning. You have to be discerning because entire cities are entering into judgment because they refused the people Jesus sent. And entire cities are going to be recovered and restored because they receive people Jesus sent. I, I pray that you'll be able to discern the people God have sent into your life. And maximize that moment, that opportunity you have when these people are present in your life. Hallelujah. Your wife will be such. Your husband will be such. Colleagues. It may not be all of them, but you need to be able to discern. This person, ah, I'm sure he carries something from God into my life. And then you become a student. You open up to receive from them. If you ignore them and you want to collect that thing direct from God, you may waste your life. That's why the metaphor that was used to describe the church is a body. How many eyes do you have on a body? One pair. That means every other part of the body must rely on this pair that sees to see through. Only one pair of ears. If the leg wants to hear, it must depend on this ear. If the ear wants to walk, it must depend on the leg. That sense of interdependency is, is the metaphor God used to describe the body of Christ. That means none of us are islands. We need each other. We must flow into each other. We must flow into each other. There is something you carry. I can fast and pray from now till tomorrow. God will redirect me back to you. And it will take humility for me to say, okay, you know what? Okay, you is okay. Uh -huh. Teach me. No, that's it. Jesus says, all ye that what? Come unto me, all ye that have heavy laden and, and labor and heavy laden. Bible students. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will what? I will give you rest. How will I give you rest? Come and learn of me. Ah, if you are too big to learn, 
you will carry your load. I see that you have a load. I see that you are heavy laden. Eh? I want to give you rest though, but be willing to come and learn. If you think you can learn, continue carrying your load. And many of us are carrying loads. The people who have the answers, they, they are not in your class, so you don't want to go. You carry the load. And God will supervise that you carry it. Now, this is a very serious thing. Jesus says, come and learn of me. So until you have an attitude of a student, you're going to miss so many opportunities God has scheduled for you just because you're too big to learn. You need to have this attitude of a student if you will get off some loads off your back. Amen. So Jesus says, whoever hears you hears me. Whoever hears me hears him that is sent me. So every one of us is operating in a representative capacity. This thing hasn't sunk in our hearts like it should. You are not living for yourself. I know you think, oh, yes, yes, I'm living for God. But if this thing sinks, eh, it will affect everything. It will affect your desires, your choices. The things you even want in life will be heavily affected if you realize that I'm not here to live for myself. All the ambition you are chasing, if you get to know that, ah, this is not what God wants out of my life, it will so change your life. But many of us have not embraced this. But Jesus says, whoever receives you, receives me. Because you are out there in my stead, in my place. You are representing me. You are not there for yourself. If this thing hits you, you will work differently. You are not working because you got a job. You are working because you were sent into that space. So if you knew that you were there working as if it was Jesus who was working, how would you work? That's the only way we can change our society. That's the only way we can make such an impact on Ghana. When each and every one of us operates from a representative capacity. You are a lawyer, but you are a lawyer representing Jesus. And so whoever receives you, receives Jesus. The reason why we are vulnerable, the reason why it seems as if we, 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 we are all at risk, is because we, we are there in our own capacities. But Jesus is saying, anybody who rejects you has rejected me. Is that not powerful? What about the person who wants to bewitch you? He will be attempting to bewitch Jesus. That's death. So there is a way to live which makes you so protected, so safeguarded, so preserved and secure because you are not living for yourself. You are living for the Lord. And this doesn't happen in church. It happens everywhere you are. That's what we are talking about. Whoever receives you, receives me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. And he already pronounced some things that can come on cities who rejects these people. He says it would be better for, 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 for Sodom and Gomorrah than for you. And we saw what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Just because you are re rejecting the message of the kingdom on the lips of a person I have sent. I don't know how you view yourself. But God wants you to shift how you see yourself. See yourself as a rep of God. You are an official of the government of God. You are a staff of the government of God. You are an official. You are a government official. Your government is God's government. So wherever you find yourself, I'm not looking for what is in it for me first. I'm looking for how God's kingdom can advance in this space. How do I make Jesus famous in this space? How do I entrench the will of God in this space? How do I make God's interest so huge that people can't miss it? 
How do I ensure that injustice will not thrive in this space where I am? Because I'm here representing the government of God. He says, whoever receives you, receives me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. And rejecting me, Jesus, is not the end of the game. You are rejecting he who sent me. So that's that danger. So you don't even have to curse anybody. You don't have to pray special prayers. Is this how you are treating me? You are maltreating me like this? If I be a man of God, you don't even have to say that. By their rejecting of you, they have rejected Jesus. And by rejecting Jesus, they have rejected God. There's no hope. No, you, don't, you don't have to pray. You don't have to push them. They are already on a slippery slope downwards. You don't have to contribute to their fall. But if we don't know this, you will be organizing special all-night prayers to deal with enemies. No, 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 no. Their future has already been predicted here. Did they reject you? They've rejected Jesus. Don't pray again. The, 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 the outcome has been spelled out clearly here. Then he says, And the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. That means when we went operating on your behalf, when we went operating as your representatives, even the devil, that means a lot of things were subject to us, even the devils. We saw a lot of things change. We saw a lot of things take shape. So much so that even devils were subject to us through your name. That means not in our own capacity. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves. Our sufficiency is from God. Demons are not subjecting because I have a, a, a degree. Demons are not subjecting because I, I, I have, what, I'm a Ghanaian. No, he says they subjected themselves to us through your name. The safest place to operate is in that name. And that name is a whole world that makes us understand that we are operating in representative capacity. He says, even the devils were subject to us through your name, through your name, or in your name, in your place. We didn't go as Bartholomew. We didn't speak as Peter, as John, as James. We said we are speaking in the name of Jesus, in the place of Jesus. And Jesus, we even saw that devils were subject to us. You don't understand what that means. No, you don't. You know, when Jesus was being tempted, <laughs> Satan told him something very strong. He says, the Bible says he took him to a high pinnacle and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory thereof. And he says, they've been given to me. Whosoever I will, I give to. Just bow and worship me and I'll give. That means Satan is saying, we've infested the whole world. Uh, look, all the glories, all the kingdoms, everything you are seeing, we have our guys intact, in charge of them. We can give you some. Just worship me. In fact, I'll give you all. So Satan is saying that since the day Adam fell, till now, we've covered everywhere. I have my guys in every place. Then Jesus sends his disciples into these devil's infested spaces. And they are shocked that devils were willing to, to cede grounds and go back and leave places they have occupied for years in the name. That's what they were, like, Jesus, even the devils were subject to us in your name. This is so powerful. If whatever is the problem is, has a spirit behind, the name is enough to take care of. Like, whatever it is, they say, this one we've done, it's not going. It's because of a spirit. If 
if you hear that, start rejoicing. Like, like your problem, your problem. Are they with the BBO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jose. No, where the Anyakwa? Anyakwa. What is Anyakwa? Start is we need because the name is enough to deal with that Anyakwa situation. But many times when we hear and are they with the then we give up. Medicine can solve it. Oh my God. Then I have to live with it like this. No. He says, even the devils were subject to us through your name. The name of God is a facility in God's kingdom that makes you operate. It, it, it has no respect to your age in the kingdom. So a baby today can use the name and have the results that an apostle will have. Because it's not a different name a prophet uses from a one-day-old born-again child. But by the name of Jesus, you, you are able to enjoy things that are even beyond your age, beyond your capacity, because the capacity is in the name. When Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, in my name, cast out devils. Devils are everywhere. Don't think that because we are modern, demons have disappeared. They are everywhere. They are in different spaces. They are oppressing different people. They are influencing different people. And there may be people who are making life hell for you in the space in which you are. And it's not just them. The Bible calls them wicked and unreasonable men. And you will be amazed who, who has the syllabus of wickedness. How were these guys schooled in wickedness? Somebody can do something and it's like, human beings shouldn't be able to do. That, that, that means there is, there is a whole bank of knowledge of wickedness that they are supplied with. If we know that the source of this wickedness is a spirit, we can deal with the spirit. Don't fight with the people. Use the name of Jesus against that spirit of wickedness and these people will be free. That's how Paul survived when he requested for prayer. They were praying for him so that he would be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. What actually will happen is that the spirits fueling this wickedness will be cut off. And that's when the Bible says, if a man's ways please the Lord, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. That means whatever is powering that enemy is cut off. So now he comes into his senses and says, ah, am I the one who have been afflicting you like this all this while? Part of Ambonichem. People of God, if we operate in representative capacity, don't just go as William Bexon. Go in the name of Jesus. There is only one name that has been exalted. Not William Bexon. It's the name of Jesus. If you go in that name, even devils will be subject to you. If you go in that name. So I come to my shop. And I opened this shop up this morning in the name of Jesus. I operate in that name today. I serve my clients in the name of Jesus. The name means authority and character. So I'm serving these clients in the character of Jesus. I'm serving them in the authority of Jesus. Even if witches come to buy from you, it won't affect you. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to sprinkle anything. Just operate in the character and authority of Jesus. That's what it means to use the name. To use the name means to use the authority of Jesus and to use the character of Jesus. If we do that, spirits will be subject to us. We won't be afraid of devils. We won't be afraid of spirits. Hallelujah. Finally, Jesus said, when they came with this report, he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Ah, Jesus says, oh, he's a falling entity. I beheld Satan as lightning. How fast is lightning? The fall of Satan was not a struggle like many people even make it seem as if God is pushing him. He said he won't go. They are pushing. No, 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 no. You know, that's, that's the drama. You know, it's like, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. And, you know, it's like a fight. They threw and then Michael will throw and then they will throw. And then... 
Jesus said, I saw him fall like lightning. How, how is lightning? He's falling. And that's how Jesus was thinking anytime he was dealing with Satan. You are a falling being. I'm not expecting you to, to be bantering with you. Come out. I won't go. I won't go. Okay, okay. Now that you won't go, what's your name? <laughs> how long did you come here? Uh, what have you done with him so far? And uh, what do you intend to do with him from now? Okay, now that you have met me, how are you feeling? And uh, just to show that we are powerful. Jesus said, I saw him fall like lightning in a split second. And that should be the mentality. If you think Satan is on the level of your God, you have a lot of warfare ahead of you. Jesus says, I beheld Satan fall. So, so he told them, don't even be excited that devils are subject to you. There are weightier matters. Be excited that your names are written in the book of life. He says that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. is a weightier matter than devils submitting themselves to you. That you are born again is more to be celebrated than that devils are subject to you. He said, don't rejoice because demons are subject to you. Rejoice because your names are in the Hallelujah. And all this happened in his name, through his name. Faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus means I'm a representative of Jesus. I'm doing what I'm doing on behalf of Jesus. Do you think this thing will change anything? Minister King, that you are training people and in your mind, this is how Jesus would have trained you. Like, wouldn't that have any effect? You are a banker and in your mind, I'm not a banker in my personal capacity. I'm a banker in the place of Jesus. Ah, that should change something, isn't it? You are a market woman. But you are not a market woman in your personal capacity. You are a market woman in the name of Jesus. I'm selling in this market in place of... When you meet me, you have experienced how Jesus will serve you. Hey, something will shift. If that thing is rotting, I won't hide it and sell it to you. God, Jesus won't do that. I won't shortchange you. God, Jesus won't do that. That thing is going bad and I use chemical to just preserve it and just sell it to you. And you discover in your house that you bought rotten meat. And then you are here giving testimony. Man of God, thanksgiving offering. That's a polluted offering. No, it's a polluted offering. We can't change this nation until men arise who operate in representative capacity. So he's a vulcanizer and he's serving you like Christ the vulcanizer. He's a, 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 a mechanic and he, he will... There are times you go to the workshop and you want to travel and your bolt will come off. And they know you want to go on a, a, a long journey. Like it won't even occur to them that at least let me go over all and just ensure that. Because Jesus would have done that. Jesus won't assume that the bolts are in place. He will actually go over them and ensure that. Everything. So I'm a mechanic, but I'm Jesus the mechanic. You meet me, you have met Jesus the mechanic. Shouldn't that affect the way I deliver? Yeah, Mary. Jesus the nurse. Yes. So you are serving the people and they are experiencing Jesus. They are experiencing Jesus. You won't finish and tell them you have to give your life to Christ. They, they, they will be coming close to you. It's like, ah, mommy, there is something different about you. You are not the only nurse here. There are other nurses, but anytime we come around you, there is something different. That means you are operating in representative capacity. The disciples says when we did that, even devils. Because sometimes you guys are afraid. You are going to help somebody deliver. Maybe the person is a witch. And then you are helping a witch deliver. What? Oh, all kinds of things happen. Especially even hairdressers. They say, hey, you know, so you have to use something because you don't know whose hair. Maybe this hair, there are snakes. And then maybe something will happen to your hand. And then you, I mean, there are all kinds of fears out there. But imagine I'm Jesus, the hairdresser. These are the extensions of the hands of Jesus. 
bewitch this hand and let's see how it will work. So you see that you, you can serve everybody and impact those people without being afraid. They said, Lord, even the devils are subject to us in your name. I pray for each and every one of us today that we will operate in representative capacity. Don't go in your own name. Go in the name of Jesus. The only reason why David won the war against Goliath, he says, you come against me with swords and spears. I come against you in the name. Ah, that's where the secret was. So I have inferior equipment, but by the name of Jesus, I can come against the person who has up-to-date equipment. Because the name gives me access to the ability of God. People, if each and every one of us can operate in representative capacity, Jesus the husband, Jesus the wife, Jesus the child, Jesus the worker, Jesus the professional, Jesus the market woman, Jesus anything, everything will change and devils will be subject to it. Hallelujah. I want you to talk to God. Whilst you are seated, just talk to God. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. Maybe you have lived in your own capacity. You've lived in your own name. You've operated because you want, you want you to be seen. It's not Jesus you want to make famous. It's you. You want to be seen. So you are going in your name. You don't have enough muscle for the devils out there. But if you operate in the name of Jesus, ah, even the devils will be subject to you. Even the devils. Even the devils. Talk to God. Lord, I align. Maybe as I talk to you now, you are off. Because you are busily operating in your own name. You are off. You have so deviated. You are busy establishing your own things. Instead of aligning with that name and operating in that name. So that no matter what is thrown at you. Because you are operating in the name. In the authority. In the character of Jesus. None of those arrows will ever hit you. None of those charms will ever work against you. None of those powers will work against you. Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority over all the powers of the devil. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Once you operate in my name, operate in representative capacity, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Talk to God. Lord, I align. I align. I realign. I realize that for some time now, I'm operating in my own name. I'm doing it by myself. It's, I'm conscious of me. I'm conscious of what I can do. I'm conscious of my own skill. I'm just conscious of me. But you want me to be conscious of you, representing you in what I do. So I deliver best quality. I deliver high quality because I'm operating as Jesus. And Lord, as I do this, even devils are subject to me in your name. There will be no strangling hold of the devil operating in any area of your life. In the name of Jesus. We take authority this morning. We exercise that authority. If there is any area of your life that has been held hostage by any devil, in the name of Jesus, they turn you loose now. They let you go now. You are not a prey. You are not a prey. You are here to represent Jesus. And so I speak over you any area of your life that has been afflicted, any area of your life that has been encroached upon, we command such encroachment to cease. We command such affliction to break off you and we demand your immediate release, your immediate liberty now. And we command in Jesus' name for your body to be made well. Every area of your life to align with the will of God. Be healed in your spirit, soul, and body. Be healed. In the name of Jesus, let pains leave your body right now. 
In the name of Jesus, let migraine go permanently. In Jesus' name, problems with your eyes be healed. In the name of Jesus, we demand total liberty for you. We speak over your relationships. We command healing. We command healing. We command healing. In the name of Jesus, wicked and unreasonable men, their, their wickedness comes to an end in the name of Jesus. As we break the hold of the devil over their minds. In the mighty name of Jesus. I speak over your minds. The light of God shines bright. Over your mind in Jesus name. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. In the name of Jesus your mind is loosed. Your mind sees. In Jesus mighty name. Be made well. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Be made well. Be made well. Be made well. Let strength return to your body. Let strength return to your body. Every organ of your body to receive quickening. Be made whole. In the name of Jesus. You are rising from this seat. Well. You are rising healed. You are rising whole. In the name of Jesus. Let major changes happen. In your blood. In your heart. In your lungs, in your liver, in your kidneys. Let major changes happen in your bones, in your skin. Let major changes happen. Be made well in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. We believe you've been blessed. For further inquiries, contact Kingdom Expression Ministries Worldwide on 0201-300-400 or visit our website www.kingdomexpression.org. Follow us on social media at Kingdom Expression. You can locate us at South Oyarifa, 300 meters from the Ankunam Junction.